You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz, and we are speaking to Charlie Smith, the editor of Vancouver. Charlie, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm very well, thanks. Uh, I've been doing some bed rotting, so I'm feeling great. (laughs) I'm really glad you appreciated that, because I think especially going into the weekend, that is going to be the mood for me, Charlie. In any case, others don't know what bed rotting is. It's essentially you just lie in bed for hours and that's it and you don't do anything so i highly recommend people do it because it's the big thing that gen z is into so i'm glad you appreciated that charlie yeah and i didn't feel that you were putting any shade on 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 my gender <laughs> no shade here man we're all we, we love everybody everybody's all good to us here charlie but okay so charlie it has been an eventful week in news um first off the bc government will be setting housing targets for 10 major communities on vancouver island and the lower mainland in an effort to combat the province's housing shortage what do you think of this move well i think it's it's a good move in in terms of its intention the housing supply act and I think uh, the government is trying to do some things. I think there are going to be some challenges in accomplishing these objectives. I also think uh, the selected municipalities, by and large, uh, were a good selection because some of them have been the most recalcitrant in terms of allowing uh, more people to live in their communities. Um, West Vancouver, in particular, uh, has just elected what I, I would consider one of the most uh, NIMBY councils, uh, maybe in, in the recent history of the region. Um, Oak Bay is another one where, where they've been reluctant uh, to allow uh, more development, and, and, and others as well. City of Vancouver, it's a different story. It's, it's the delays in permitting and things of that nature. Something needs to be done 
to address that, and they only have so much space. So it's a very complicated um, uh, set of variables, but, but I do applaud the province for moving forward on this. Yeah, no, I mean, something has to be done, but that's a really good point, too. And, like, how do we, you know, create incentives to get people to especially go into the trades? Because, like you said, so much of the focus is on one particular pathway. So I do think that is something that needs to be addressed. And, Charlie, another big story, too, there's been a lot of back and forth on this. And now the CEO of Fraser Health is defending the quality of hospital care in BC's largest health authority after a string of scathing letters from doctors sounding the alarm over understaffing, underfunding, and a lack of public transport. So what's been going on here? Yeah, I think the the situation at Surrey Memorial is um, when the doctors are speaking out in the way that they are, I think that's very, very serious. And um, the CEO of Fraser Health, Dr. Lee, uh, finally kind of stood up and defended uh, what was happening. I think there are a few things coming together here. Uh, one of the challenges is, is again, uh, the population growth that we've seen in Surrey uh, it has been dramatic, um, and we haven't seen a corresponding increase in health care facilities. It takes a long time to build new uh, acute care hospitals and things like that, and there is one planned for Cloverdale, but it's going to take a few years before it's completed. And you've got Peace Arch down, um, and and then you have to go across the river to Royal Columbia, and then, and so I think um, these are very real issues, and it's also a shortage of physicians. So then, what they did was they offered incentives and big pay increases for people to practice family medicine, and then you had the hospitals saying, "Well, they just switched to become family medicine." Uh, general practitioners, and then that results in a shortage of hospitalists. And these are the doctors who, who look after people in the hospital. I think the other problem is uh, because people don't have family doctors, they're going to emergency. And uh, so you've got all these things coming together, and and then on top of that, you have a provincial election coming where the battleground is going to be Surrey. And I think United see real opportunities for gaining seats, and this is a very real issue. And then they, they have an ally in the mayor of Surrey, Brenda Locke, who's also been been um, speaking about this issue. I'm not saying it's not a real issue, because it is. It's not all politics. But I think the looming election has, has added a little more fuel to the fire. Oh, it, it certainly has. And I mean, I don't think I've ever seen, Charlie, especially uh, this many people coming out of the hospital speaking out like different groups, whether it was doctors involved in women's health, doctors involved in the emergency. So many are now speaking out. So I certainly think this is going to be an issue that we're going to continue to talk about here. And finally, Charlie, um, it's the month of June. So there's a lot of things going on. And one of them is the Italian Day on the Drive. And I think it's finally coming back after a long hiatus. Yeah, we haven't had an Italian day on the drive, in this commercial drive, since 2019, because the pandemic uh, blew, blew it out. And it's, it's possibly the largest street celebration in Vancouver. I don't think it's bigger than Visaki and Surrey, but <laughs> I think it is bigger than Visaki. Having been to both, uh, the Visaki in Vancouver is, is big, so, and so is Pride. So, so, but it's certainly in that range. And they block off 
uh, traffic from on Commercial Drive from about Venables up to, to Grandview Highway, and it just becomes a big street festival. And it, it attracts huge crowds. You've got uh, Italian music, Italian food. And the other thing is uh, the Italian heritage is on, on Commercial Drive and also up uh, East Hastings. And, and I think the Italian community, they're very proud of the pioneers who came really with nothing in the early 19th century and faced a lot of discrimination and the community managed to succeed. You can see parallels, I think, uh, with the South Asian community in terms of building up their own businesses, um, moving ahead in the professions and in, in politics and all these things. And um, so it's also a, a celebration of Italian heritage. So you'll see that also at Italian Day on the Drive. And, the, and it's also a very generous community and there's usually lots of uh, fundraising for, for different charities, um, like the Michael Cuccioni Foundation, which does health care. Um, and then uh, the Boys and Girls Club of East Vancouver, uh, Italian Day, has raised a lot of money for for troubled youth. So it's a, it's a great event. And, and um, they call it Vancouver's largest cultural street festival. So, you know, I don't know if, if <laughs> that's a hard one charlie i think you've started something now but okay for somebody though who has like never been to this like me this has been on my list of events to like want to go to what would be your piece of advice you'd give to them i think the first thing is take transit <laughs> <laughs> don't drive <laughs> 14 blocks you can get to the commercial commercial drive station and you'll you'll be in the thick of it i think some of the most interesting um is is in the uh, they've got two uh, sidewalks which are basically the Italian flag colors, and it's at about East Fourth down to um, I'm trying to remember which it's down near Grandview Park is the other sidewalk. So that's really where you're really in the thick of it. So if you can get closer to First and Commercial, um, that's really in the heart of the Italian district of the drive. I think the other thing is you can go to the website, italianday.ca, and look at the events and the timing. Um, You can also learn about the history of the community on on the website. Um, And and I I also find that the the people are so friendly. You can talk to anyone, and and the Italian community is, is one of the warmest communities we have in Canada. And, and this is one thing I find that's so much fun when I've, you know, interacted with the Italian community is, is the greatest ex- extroverts in the world, even more so than the Indians. Oh, that's saying something, Charlie. <laughs> no, I think there's a lot of, I also find, I think, between Indian culture and Italian culture, I do feel we have a lot of similarities. So it doesn't surprise me what you're saying at all there, Charlie. Yeah, and, 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 it's, and the similarities also that culture of the heart. Yes. And that, uh, and uh, you know, <laughs> this is, the Italians have a, uh, if you go to Italy, there's a certain sense of disorganization there, which can remind you of aspects of India, you know, where the, everything is, uh, there's so much color, so much vibrancy, but also it's not such a rigid 
mindset, you know, that you have to cross on the walk sign and, you know, all those things. I'm not just encouraging people to jaywalk, but, but that's kind of, it's, it's not so angry. Yes. put it that way. <laughs> so true. Charlie, thank you so much for your time. As always, we appreciate it. Have a wonderful weekend. Okay, you too. Thank you.